Hello and welcome to episode two of The Aside. I'm Nick Waxman here with Elia Rez, my knowledgeable co-host. Today's topic, ancient Greek theatre. So Ellie, ancient Greek theatre. The first recorded form of European theatre. That's right. The roots of modern theatre stretch back through time, past Egyptian ritual through to early shamanism and dance. But today, ancient Greek theatre. Yes, and not Roman theatre. That has its own unique and theatrical style that should not be confused with the early Greek work, even if they are sometimes banded together. But we're being purists today, are we? I think so. We will give Roman theatre its own episode one day, as... We have much to thank to the Romans for when it comes to stock characters and, well, I've already said too much. Ancient Greek theatre may be old, but it's not the oldest recorded theatre worldwide, is it? That's right. Uh, there's indigenous corroboree, Indian, China, Japan and other cultures all have records dating back 2,000 years before the Athenian dramas began. But modern Western theatre is more heavily influenced by ancient Greek performance. Not discounting Brecht's use of justice. And other such things. But let's go back to 500 BC and describe what we may have seen, heard and done. You would come to Athens to the festival of Dionysus, god of wine and fertility. One such event put on at the festival was a dramatic play competition authorised by P- Pisistratus. By Pisistratus. Why not, Ellie? Pisistratus. <laughs> That's correct. An ancient Greek leader who took land from the rich and gave it to the poor. A bit like Robin Hood, isn't it, Nick? Absolutely. Yes, there were VIP seats, but this event was free for all. Thespis won the first recorded competition, and now that is why the actors are sometimes called thespians. The major players in ancient Greek theatre were the writers Aeschylus, Sophocles, Euripides and Aristophanes. They wrote plays in three genres, comedy, tragedy and satyr or satyr. Tragedies were long and tragic. Comedies were shorter and funny. Satyr was crude, with the mythical satyrs being central figures, men with long ears, horse tails and no pants. These plays were lewd and subversive. Each famous ancient Greek playwright had a favoured style. The famous tragedians were Aeschylus, Sophocles and Euripides. Comedies were written by Aristophanes and the lesser known Menander. Is that right? Yeah, Menander. Menader. Menader. You say Menader and I say Menada. <laughs> absolutely. That's like Satyr and Satyr, absolutely. Ancient Greek plays had a chorus of male-only actors who would represent a unified voice and explain events that have occurred, will occur, and possible potential outcomes. The role of the actors changed over the course of many hundreds of years. Thespis introduced the first actor stepping out of a chorus to play a character. Aeschylus... Is that right? Aeschylus. Aeschylus added a second character and Sophocles a third. These actors, only male, would use masks with exaggerated facial expressions to differentiate their characters and the mood of the scene. A large, sad face or a leering grin would give the audience an idea of how the character was feeling in that moment. Our plays would be performed in an amphitheatre, a giant semicircle carved naturally into a hillside surrounding a central performance space. The audience seating was called the Theatron. Is that correct? Theatron, perfect. There we go. The actors would perform in a space called the orchestra and they would change masks in the skin, skinne. 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 That's right. And enter through the parados. Man was not in control of his destiny in these plays, but by a higher being, a god, the amphitheatre reminded us of that, being outdoors in full view of God's glory. 
15,000 people may come to view one performance, so you can imagine why those exaggerated masks were so important, and why the full chorus of flexible, acrobatic performers were so well utilised. Psychologically, it's important to note that the actors in ancient Greek theatre wanted their characters to be seen as separate from themselves. They were very much adopting or taking on a role. They were not to be confused with their character. This was all an act. And this is one of the reasons why they went as far as they did in regard to their costumes and masks. The costumes were colourful and extravagant. Each costume would show the character's status and gender. Chitons were worn by the comic actors and Sirmus... Sirmus? Sirmus. Sirmus, long robes, worn by performers of tragedy. The actors also uh, wore large platform shoes called buskins to give themselves unnatural height. The technical elements of ancient Greek performances were also impressive, with complex rigging systems that could lower actors in like gods called 2x machinas. They also had scenery that could be rolled on or off. Many questions are still being raised about how on earth they accomplished what they did so many years ago. For instance, the stone amphitheatre we know today came about centuries after the festival Dionysus began and are more a product of Roman theatre and also how they invented the very concept of theatre as we know it, seemingly out of nowhere, and then saw it blossom into a finely crafted form in less than a few centuries. We could talk for hours about, about the minutiae of ancient Greek theatre, but there are two uh, last things we will say before diving into some ideas for the classroom. They're about the play scripts you're likely to see. More specifically, the words strophe and antistrophe. These are actually pretty simple and they don't mean as much as you might think. You will likely see the word strophe at the beginning of many chorus pieces. This is because strophe means the first section of a lyrical poem. And the antistrophe means the second part of the same poem. The last thing we'll say is that then less than 80 texts survive until today and only one satyr play. Each of those have been translated into English and other languages by a number of reputable publishing houses. Each translation is different, so it's important that you find a translation that you like. Consider these two translations of opening lines from The Frogs by Aristophanes. My favourite. In the opening lines of this comedy, Xanthius, a slave who is carrying a large load for his master, asks if he can tell the audience a joke. So, translation number one. Sir, shall I say one of the regular things that people in the theatre always laugh at? And translation number two. Shall I crack any of those old jokes, Master, at which the audience never failed to laugh? In these two translations, the sentiment is the same, but the wording is completely different. So be prepared to read a few interpretations before you're making your choice. Considering it was performed 2,600 years ago in another language, before the printing press and even before paper was invented, we're very glad to know as much about ancient Greek theatre as we do. Chorus work is great. I love it. It's non-naturalistic and it's pre-modern. It uses rhythm, timing, mood, energy, actor-audience relationship, movement, focus, tension, contrast. Look, I'm just listing all the dramatic elements. Expressive skills, performance skills, but really it's it's such a flexible style. It's perfect for VCE drama, basically mandatory for VCE theatre studies, and is useful from grade prep to year 10. I use it across the levels to teach a number of skills while also engaging students in theatre history. Well, here are some tips for using ancient Greek theatre in the classroom. For Unit 1 Theatre Studies, I get students making their own masks from like materials based on research. 
I ask students to make, design and create a mask to be presented to the class. Each element of the mask needs to be justified by their research, from colour and expression to choice of hair and materials. These tasks give you insight into their skill as investigators of knowledge, gets them hands-on early in the unit, and is also a great creative exercise for those hoping to do design in Unit 3 and 4. Ellie, what do you do? Well, I use a school of fish uh, exercise as a way of getting students into unison movement. Students stand in groups of four in, in a diamond, all facing uh, the chosen group leader, and they copy the leaders as they move very slowly, so slowly as if they're swimming in a pool filled with thick honey. The leadership changes whenever the action turns to face another member of their small group. Beautiful. For students young and old, this next activity has been very helpful. I've simplified it and used it with Grade 1 students and I've also had students achieve great results from Year 5 to Year 12. To get students to absorb facts and information about ancient Greek theatre and the concept of the chorus, I use a devised rhyming chorus piece, complete with strophe and antistrophe, that the students choreograph themselves. Here's a short segment of the work that we can send you if you email us at asidepodcast at outlook.com. This drama began in ancient Greece. Thespis wrote the first acting piece. Here are the styles, one, two, three. Tragedy, satyr, and comedy. The tragedies were long, they lasted for hours. The comedies were short, a favourite of ours. The satyrs were crude with adult jokes, suitable for only silly old folks. They were tales about gods arguing with men, or dealing with grief again and again. But no matter the tale, what's important, you see, is that the chorus all had to agree. We spoke as one, we all thought the same, we knew exactly who was to blame. The aim is that the students learn by doing, while also having that explicit teaching moment. If you're not sure where to begin... Uh, with chorus work, there's a short piece of Oedipus, uh, the king, on YouTube. Just search Oedipus Chorus and you'll see a short chorus piece with men in full masks, with large cloaks moving together as one, singing, chanting away. On that note, we should say that the National Theatre Discover channel on YouTube have an outstanding series of videos on ancient Greek theatre. It goes for about 30 minutes or so, but it's very comprehensive. That's all from us at The Aside. Uh, thanks to Eltham College for letting us record here. There's a range of episodes in the bank, so feel free to listen to one that grabs your attention. Check out Drama Victoria's website for more information on them as an organisation. And do not hesitate to phone in a question or email us at asidepodcast at outlook.com. All details are in the episode description. Thanks for listening. 